Welcome to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast with Darren Mitchell. If you're a sales letter looking to take your leadership to a whole new level, then this is the podcast for you. We'll be exploring tips, techniques, and strategies to help you take your leadership to the exceptional level and allow you to enjoy more money, more meaning, and better sales results. Hello and welcome back to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. Darren Mitchell here on this Monday, first Monday of the working week and Monday the 20th of September 2021. Also happens to be the first day of Grand Final Week as we lead into the AFL Grand Final being on Saturday this week, 25th of September. And uh, my my favourite footy team, the Melbourne Demons, are playing the Western Bulldogs in the 2021 AFL Grand final, so it's um, it's a huge week. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of nervousness, a lot of anxiousness, but also a lot of quite confidence that sits certainly within um, within my <laughs> within my family because we're all Melbourne supporters, except my wife, of course, who just loves uh, watching footy. No, she doesn't. She hates watching footy. But um, my girls and I are massive, massive Melbourne supporters, and looking forward to what hopefully is a um, is a huge result for the footy club, having not won a premiership for the last fifty seven years. So in this episode, I want to talk about the importance of preparation, and the title of this particular podcast is going to be Exceptional Performance Comes from Exceptional Preparation. Now, if you look at uh, any professional sport, any professional sports person on the big stage, and look, this also goes for any professional um, endeavor, whether it be sport, whether it be business, and certainly whether it be people like entertainers. It all we all revel in their ability, these the ability of these players to be able to execute despite the pressure, the highest pressure stakes. One of the biggest games on uh, on like a sporting calendar is the AFL Grand Final, but equally as big because it's very difficult to win is the AFL Preliminary Finals. Now, if you're an AFL supporter, you know that the last two games of the Preliminary Finals, the last couple of weeks, have been pretty one-sided. Uh, but that's not to say the pressure still wasn't there. But it meant that. The teams that actually won through, I think uh, when it's all said and done, when you analyse it, they were the ones that were more meticulous in their preparation so that they were able to uh, execute on the big stage despite the pressure of the occasion. And look, there are so many examples of this. Whether you've uh, whether you watched the Olympic Games and you saw professional athletes winning gold medals at the Olympics or setting world records or even setting personal best times, uh, or whether it's an AFL player kicking a clutch goal to win the game after the siren, or in fact, if you're into music and things like that, or, or theatre, and you're watching people on stage perform in front of packed audiences, it's very easy to get caught up in the excitement of the moment. And it's very easy to look at people who are performing on these big stages and be a little bit envious of them, even to the point where, geez, I wish I could do that. And it's easy to overlook the volume of work that goes into are these guys being able to do what they do and being able to perform in that moment. Now, the thing with athletes, and the same could be said with professional um, professional performers, whether it be singers, actors, and certainly people on stage, is they are all incredibly disciplined when it comes to fine-tuning their craft, and they invest literally thousands and thousands of hours in preparation for those moments of truth. And as an audience member watching them, it, they make it look effortless. And it's easy to take it for granted that those thousands of hours they've been able to fine-tune their craft, they've actually built a level of mastery. And as Malcolm, Malcolm Gladwell often talks about, he says that for most people to master a certain craft, whether that be in sport, in business, in the arts, it takes around about 10,000 hours of dedicated uh, and passionate application of a certain skill set to develop a level of mastery to the point where it just looks effortless. 
and it looks really easy for these people. But if you talk to these athletes, if you talk to these performers and you ask them what they've actually done and they gave you the real, the real insight in terms of the work that goes in behind the scenes, many people probably wouldn't be prepared to do the work and invest the time that they have to invest in order to get the results that they get on the big stage. And this is why you've got people at the top of their game. This is why there's only a certain percentage of people that make the Olympic Games. Why only a certain percentage of people make the AFL, uh, the AFL list as, as a senior team member or a rugby player or any elite sort of sports person. It takes a bucket load of work to build that mastery. Now, I was actually reading an article this morning about uh, the Melbourne Footy Club, as I do most times, most days, and there was a story about Christian Petrarca. And Christian is probably... Now widely regarded as probably in the best 10% of players in the AFL right now based on the work that he's done, particularly over the last two seasons. But it wasn't always the case. He was first drafted at the end of 2014 and began training with the Melbourne Footy Club in 2015. Unfortunately, he did his uh, anterior cruciate ligament. Uh, He had a knee injury, which meant that all of 2015 was a write-off and he didn't make his debut until 2016. But it wasn't until 2019, having played three seasons in the AFL, that he actually realized that there's a lot of potential, but a lot of unrealized potential. And he was almost relying too much on talent. And he'd be the first person to say this. He was relying probably too much on reputation and talent and not nearly enough on his preparation in order to perform at the big moments and also to take control of games. Now, something happened in 2019 where he felt that he wasn't realizing this potential. So in the off-season... He and, a, he and a mate of his went to America and started training in the Nike Academy over in, uh, over in the US and started to train with more elite players out of different codes who had better, uh, better skill sets but also had better and more solid training bases in terms of fitness bases than he did. And he also started to get an insight in terms of it's not just the skill set of playing a certain sport or getting good at the, I guess, at the mechanics of the sport that makes the difference and elevates people from being a good player to an elite player. He also realized that these elite athletes from around the world had very regimented routines and it wasn't just about the skill set in relation to the individual sport they were expert at. There was a lot of other things they had to do in terms of their preparation. It was anything from making sure they're eating the right thing, getting enough exercise in terms of uh, non-specific to the sport they're playing, uh, making sure the flexibility is there, making sure their recovery is there, making sure their diet is correct, uh, doing things like working on mindset and things like that. So he actually took his professionalism to an entirely new level. And what happened was he put in a brand new routine. He was still working really, really hard on the footy field in terms of training to be the great AFL footballer he is today. But he started to now realize his potential in 2020, and it's now continued in 2021, based on other areas of his preparation. So yes, he puts it down to a level of maturity that he's actually started to learn a bit more about what it takes to be a professional athlete in the AFL system but also realizing that the preparation is key to the point where now he is meticulous with his preparation. Now, it's not to the same degree as some other athletes where they measure their food and weigh their food, but it's very regimented in terms of what what time he gets up, when he exercises, when he doesn't exercise, when he recovers, when he has massages, when he uses time for contemplation, reflection, all that sort of stuff. All of that goes into the preparation to being the AFL, professional AFL footballer that he is today. Now, if you look across any professional sport, you'll see that there's a very, very common pattern and a common denominator of the elite players and the elite performers. They all have very regimented routines and they are all meticulous when it comes to their preparation. Which begs the question, if you're bringing this back to sales and sales leadership, 
begs the question that why, why when it comes to sales and sales leadership, do so many sales leaders and salespeople not invest relentlessly in their preparation? Now, I, I know for a fact there are many people out there, many salespeople, many sales leaders who believe their product is the best in the market or their service is the best in the market and their product will literally sell themselves or that their personality and their influencing skills will get the deal over the line. Well, I'm here to say that uh, based on experience and based on personal experience, but also based on working with countless leaders over the journey, is that just like professional sport, professional sales takes meticulous and continuous preparation. And I'll challenge you to have a look at the have a look at the most successful salesperson in your particular business right now and be curious to find out what makes them different. Now, it's very easy for people to look on the surface and say, oh, that person's really successful because they've got the gift of the gab or they've got an extroverted personality or they've got the best leads or they just happen to be really lucky. They're in the right place at the right time and they have all the kudos that comes on them by being in the right place at the right time. Well, all of that sometimes plays out. Very rarely is it the reason why they're continuously successful. What it will come down to, if you actually took the time to have a look at it, is they will be meticulous in their preparation. When it comes to their sales craft, they practice. They know it takes work. Just like a professional athlete needs to practice and do all the things that enables them to be the best on the big stage, so does a salesperson and so does a sales leader because success in sales does not come by accident. Now, I can I can have this conversation with anybody until you're blue in the face and you might be ta- you might be telling me, "Well, I know somebody who just they everything they touch turned to gold and they're always lucky, they're always in the right place at the right time." And I can show you that if you delve a little bit deeper, they actually got lucky because they've worked their butt off because they've been prepared and been ready for when that success does come to them because it doesn't come by accident. It comes through practice. If you look at what sales people do, they practice. They practice. Sales leaders who are great at sales leadership don't just wing it, don't just do it intuitively. They work at their craft. They understand that improvement only comes through practice. And so they look at what are the best practices to put in place and they will practice that over and over and over again. They'll get they'll get feedback. They'll practice conversations. They'll practice opening meetings. They will practice negotiating with a client. They will practice, practice, practice. The professional salesperson will practice their pitch. They'll practice their questioning techniques. They'll practice listening. They'll continually focus on practice and they'll continue to get feedback. So then they're putting in place the best practice. But it's only through repetition and practice that results will start to be delivered. Now, one of the personal examples here, not, not related to sales, but relating to golf. Now, one of the things I've, you've probably heard me talk about golf before. I've, I haven't played golf in, what is it, whew, over 10 years. But I used to be a golf addict and I used to practice religiously. But the other thing I did is I made sure I was practicing the right habits. So getting a professional to help you identify little kinks in your game so you can actually practice the right habits over and over and over again, not only develops uh, muscle memory, but actually gives you a level of confidence that when you're actually playing a, a golf in a golf tournament, which I used to do pretty much every weekend, when there was some pressure on, you could actually execute based on the amount of practice you had done because you knew you'd put in the hours of practice and you're practicing the right technique. So the same thing with sales. When you're in the heat of the moment, that's not the time when you want to be practicing. You want to be practicing well well before the heat of the moment so that when you are in the heat of the moment, you've got a level of confidence that your practice will therefore make perfect. Now, it's not necessarily going to be perfect in terms of execution, but your level of confidence will be able to be at a higher level to the point where you're better in a better position to be able to execute in that moment of truth. 
So it comes through practice. The other thing it comes through is it comes through planning. Now, the, with the AFL Grand Final coming up, these coaches from both the Melbourne Footy Club and the Western Bulldogs are going to be spending a huge amount of time planning. They're going to be planning for all the possible scenarios that might play out on the day, but also what will happen if certain players get injured or certain things happen on the day. What's their contingency plans? How will they be able to react and respond quickly and decisively in the heat of the moment when something happens? This has come this comes through planning. So planning for all the different scenarios. So the same thing in sales and sales leadership. What sort of planning and preparation are you doing for situations that might arise just in case they do? Now, I'm not saying plan for all the worst possible consequences, but think about what potentially could go wrong and what could happen in any interaction you have with a particular customer or a particular organization. And through this planning, if and when it does happen, it won't necessarily be a surprise because you've already thought through it. And so you'll therefore have a higher level of confidence to be able to deal with whatever happens to you in that moment. So it comes through planning. Success also comes through uh, facing challenges. What's really interesting with this one is I spend so much time working with salespeople and sales leaders who almost want to avoid the challenge at all costs. They want a straight line to success. They want to almost be guaranteed that the person they're having a conversation with, the CEO they're about to go and meet, will actually give them the business that they're asking for and not have to necessarily earn it. Well, success doesn't work like that and it means that often we actually learn things through facing challenges and having to overcome obstacles and it's through the challenge that we actually learn things about ourselves, maybe that we didn't know before, but also learn things about the environment we operate in that will enable us to get better and guess what? It enables us to better prepare for the next time we might be facing a similar challenge. Why? Because when you face a challenge, and you haven't necessarily found an answer to that challenge in the moment, you can come back and reflect on that so that next time you are facing a similar challenge, you're going to be better prepared to therefore handle it in a more professional way or a more successful way. So it comes through facing challenges. Also comes through repetitive effort. And for many people, this is what uh, this is what puts a lot of people off because success is not sexy. A lot of people realize that uh, in order to be successful, you've got to do some really, really boring stuff, which means hey, this 10,000 hours sort of business is actually true. So just imagine a professional golfer, for example, who is able to raise the cup after four days of a major championship. And yes, they might win a bucket load of money and a big trophy and number one status in the world or, or whatever the case might be. But what a lot of people don't look at is the amount of repetitive effort that that professional golfer had to put in just to be given the opportunity of raising that cup. And this is what success for a lot of people uh, is. It appears to be hard work and it's repetitive boring stuff but it does take repetitive effort why because you're fine-tuning your technique and you're fine-tuning the outputs of those techniques which ultimately delivers the results just take an afl player for example somebody who is able to kick a goal after the final siren and the crowd looks at them and they get really excited and everyone's excited because they've won the game once the siren is gone what they don't realize is that particular player has probably kicked hundreds if not hundreds of thousands of shots at goal in a very similar situation to that. Now, it won't necessarily be in, under the pressure, pressure situation of an actual game, but from a repetitive effort point of view, and the muscle, this is where the muscle memory kicks in, they would have kicked that ball hundreds, if not hundreds of thousands of times to the point where the muscle memory at the point, of, uh, at the point where it means something, they can actually rely on their technique rather than having to be 
uh, put off by perhaps the pressure of the occasion. So repetitive effort is really, really important. Success also comes through incremental improvements. And this is where Christian Petrarca has exploded in the last couple of years because he's been focused on how can I get incremental improvements. It's one or two percentage points. I always talk about this, certainly with sales teams and sales leaders, is if you can improve 1% today and 1% tomorrow, over time that compounds. So it comes through incremental improvements. How can I get better today than I was yesterday? How can I look for making those incremental improvements and moving forward because that will lead to success. And ultimately, success comes through exceptional preparation. And this is the whole point of this particular episode today. It comes through meticulous preparation. Now, sometimes that preparation is not sexy. Sometimes that preparation might feel as if it's boring, but that preparation is going to prepare you for the opportunity that will be presented to you in the moment of truth when you'll be so happy you prepared when you get that result because you'll be able to perform on the biggest stage. When the pressure's on, people are looking at you and uh, they'll be looking at you and maybe one day saying, my God, how did you do that? Well, you can point to the thousands and thousands of hours you put in in your meticulous preparation because that's where exceptional performance comes from, exceptional preparation. So with this message, stack the odds in your favor. Stack the odds in yours and your team's favor. Analyze your current results right now and also analyze your preparation. So if you're not getting the results you want right now, it will be related, guaranteed, to your preparation. So double down on your preparation and then execute based on that preparation and I guarantee you magic will begin to happen because success does not come through accidental means. It comes through meticulous preparation and constant preparation and therefore constant execution. So as a reminder, if you'd like some help with this and if you'd like some help taking your leadership to the exceptional sales leader level, love to work with you one-on-one. And I've got some spaces opening up this week that we can start working together one-on-one and help you on your journey to becoming that exceptional sales leader in as little as 90 days from now. So let's jump on a call, have a conversation, go to leadwithdarren.com, pick a time that suits, we'll jump on Zoom, have a chat, and then start working together and get you well on your way to being that exceptional sales leader. So very much look forward to having that conversation and also look very much forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show, subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.